ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. It's that time giving you the best reviews that Canada has to offer. If you want the beans of some thick, delicious bacon, you're in the right place. Now it's time for Kev's Movie Reviews, presented by the Canadian Bacon Podcast. What's up, kids? How you doing? So, officially, this is my uh, second second episode, and uh, I have quite a few flicks to uh, shoot the shit about today. So, um, everything that I watched has actually been um, within the last month or so, so it's been a few weeks. So... Uh, I have four movies that I'm going to tackle today, and I'm not going to go into um, into deep, deep um, spoilers or anything. I'm just going to talk about how I felt about them and and just kind of give um, a, a synopsis on on these on these films. So the first one that I went to go see, uh, I actually saw it opening night, and it was uh, Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald. So, going into this film, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan by any means. I actually only watched maybe the first four or so uh, movies of the Harry Potter franchise. I actually gave up on on Harry Potter. It didn't it didn't grip me the way I kind of hoped it would. That being said, um, a former coworker um, recommended the. Um, the film, uh, the the original Fantastic Beast, to me, um, and I went and watched it, and I ended up loving it. I actually really enjoyed it. So I did reach out to this friend and asked, you know, I mean, are you going to go see the second one? And she was absolutely on board watching it. So I went and I tagged along and I watched the second one with uh, with her. And I have to say, I was fairly disappointed in this film. And that being said, like I said, I really enjoyed the first one. And this one was just so convoluted and I had no idea what the hell was going on. And I even asked, like, she's a huge Harry Potter fan. And I asked her afterwards, I'm like, was it just me or did I, did you have problems following this story? And she was like, no, it wasn't just you. It's, it was, it was too much going on. So anyways, uh, I'm just going to read the synopsis. This is from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. At the end of the first film, the powerful dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald, played by Johnny Depp, was captured by MACU, I guess it's MACUSA, which stands for Magical Congress of the United States of the of America. With the help of Newt uh, Shamander, uh, which is played by Redme. Redemain, how you pronounce his name, uh, great actor, by the way, uh, but making good on his threat, Grindelwald escaped custody and has set about uh, set about gathering followers. Most unsuspecting of his true agenda to raise pure blood wizards up to rule over the non-magical beings. In an effort to thwart Grindelwald's plans, Albus Dumbledore played by Judd Law, enlists his former student, Newt, I'm not even going to pronounce his last name, who agrees to help, unaware of the dangers that lie ahead, lines are drawn, 
as love and loyalty are tested even among truest friends and family in an increasingly divided war wizarding world. Um, even that was very hard to follow, but yeah, there's just so much going on in this film. Uh, the special effects were amazing. Uh, no, no complaints there, but, uh, story-wise way too much going on. Um, I, like I said, I was, I was lost. Um, characters were like popping in and out and I really didn't understand their purpose. So, um, this one, uh, like I said, uh, I'm not going to go into, uh, especially with this film cause it was just so, it was just so in, in and out of my head. Like I, I'll never watch this film ever again. And I really, I don't know. I might go watch a third one if they, if they make it, I guess they will because I'm sure this movie did make its money back. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't see myself ever watching this film ever again. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a, a 39%, uh, uh, based on 102 fresh and 158 rotten doesn't surprise me um if i was going to give this film a rating i would probably give it a three uh like i said the special effects were cool um it looked really nice uh as far as like cinematography actually that's another thing that really annoyed me now that i think of it at the very beginning of the film uh there was there was this back and forth with newt and like his love interest, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. Um, uh, forget her name right now. Completely slipped my head. But they were doing these really awkward close-ups between the two characters. Like it was, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. It's one of these things that you have to see firsthand. But uh, as a movie lover and with a film background, watching the two close-ups back and forth. It reminded me of this like really bad um, project that I did in uh, in university, and um, where the director just didn't really know what he was doing, and I was in charge of you know editing. Anyways, um, it reminded me of that <laughs> because of the really bad close-ups. I don't know if it was just. The um, cinematographer, I guess, maybe it was a different cinematographer on that shoot, but the rest of the film was fine, no complaints. It was just that opening, and that's the only part. That's the part that stood in my mind <laughs> of the entire film, the bad editing slash um, close-up choices. Anyways, um, yeah, so I, I'd give that three uh, three bacon strips out of ten. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're a hardcore uh, fan of Harry Potter, or if you really if you watch the first Fantastic Beast and you feel the need to watch the next one, wait for home video, download it, stream it. I would not recommend going to theater for uh, that one. That being said, it's been out for a few weeks, so um, if you if you're our fan, I'm sure you've seen it by now. Okay, so uh, the next film I wanted to touch on is uh, Creed 2. So uh, another sequel, and um, I thoroughly enjoyed the first one. I really, really thought they did a great job. Um, um, Michael B. Jordan, great actor. Uh, this guy, this guy, he's something to look out for. Um, in the future, uh, he's already, he's already, 
doing great stuff. Uh, apparently, he's going to be playing Spawn, uh, to my knowledge. Or no, sorry, that was sorry, Red, um, Jamie Fox. Sorry, mixing up my guys. But anyways, um, this guy is definitely uh, a force to be reckoned with. He's a really good actor. He he can carry a film. So Creed one was uh, really well done, and uh, Creed two I actually really enjoyed as well. So um, I was going to read the synopsis from um, Rotten Tomatoes here. Life has become a balancing act for Adonis Creed. Between personal obligations and his training for his next big fight, he is up against the challenge of his life. Facing an opponent uh, with ties to his family past only intensifies his impending battle in the ring. Rocky Balboa is there by his side through it and all. And together, Rocky and Adonis will confront their shared legacy, question what we're fighting for, and discover that nothing is more important than family. Creed 2 is about going back to basics and rediscover uh, what made you a champion in the first place and remembering that no matter where you go, you can't escape your history. So, um... Like I said, I I really enjoyed Creed 2. I thought they did a really good job. I like how they brought back um, uh, Drago for this. Uh, They actually uh, did bring back Dolph Lundgren, which I thought was great. Uh, My only real complaint with this film is it's essentially just a remake of Rocky 4. It's almost identical in the sense of what happens uh the threat um of like the russian etc etc the only difference is they they kind of worked in that it's you know um it's 30 years later or whatever the case may be so of course it's the, the the driving force is this is the guy who killed my dad and of course i want to destroy his son now watching this film in a real world, these two would never fight. The kid that played Drago's son was out of this guy's weight class. He is not. He is not the same. He's not even in the same weight class as um, Michael B. Jordan. That aside, you got to kind of let. You kind of have to let that go um, to enjoy this film. But that's all I kept thinking while I was watching this film is that these two in a real world would never fight uh, unless uh, Drago's son lost um, muscle mass and weight. That's the only way these two would ever, ever fight in a real world. Um, That's my opinion. I could be wrong on that, but that's just what I was uh, as I was watching this film. That's all I could think about. But anyways, uh, that aside, um, of course, it's it's Sylvester Stallone kind of plays a background character. Not necessarily a background character, but he is a side character. Uh, it really is about uh, Creed uh, in this film, um, him with his family. Uh, there's a part where, where uh, okay, I'm going to get into like a little bit of spoilerish, um, but I'm not going to give away endings or anything like that. But... Um, so, uh, this movie's been out for a couple weeks, so I'm sure uh, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen it already. If not, I'm not going to spoil the ending because I was actually surprised by the ending. But they fight once and he loses. And the reason why he loses is because Sylvester Stallone essentially turns his back on him and is like, look, 
Um, you shouldn't do this. You're going to die. And he, of course, he goes into the ring and gets dummy. That's life lesson. So Sylvester Stallone comes back and he does help him train for the big fight, which takes place in Russia. And like I said, essentially it's a remake of Rocky Four because they do the same thing. They go to Russia, blah, blah, blah. He loses the first time. He goes back, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> Excuse me. So that being said, um, like I said, I really did enjoy this film. Uh, I highly recommend it. And it's definitely a film I would recommend watching in a theater because uh, you got that uh I don't know, the surround sound, the sound, and the big picture, uh, I think it's worth it's worth seeing in theater. It is still playing in theater, so, um, yeah, <coughs> I do recommend it. So, Rotten Tomatoes gave this film an 83%. I personally would give it 7 out of 10. So, 7 bacon strips for me on this one. Um like I said, I do recommend it. Uh, I do recommend it. Wa- I do recommend watching it in theaters. Uh, if you're not a theater person, wait till it comes out on video. Uh, but definitely, um, definitely, definitely watch it. If you're a fan of, uh, one Rocky, the Rocky series. And two, if you're a fan of, uh, the, the original Creed film. Um, again, I really, I really dug that film. Okay. So I'm just going to move on to the next movie that I watched, uh, in the theaters. And this one, I, yeah, definitely recommend it which is widows so widows um it's it is playing in a few it's it's not a huge huge release but it is out there it's in theaters um i did catch it and i highly highly recommend it it's uh a good i want to call it a thriller drama so uh it does have it's like thriller moments but it's very it's also very dramatic and it is an action it does have action in it as well it's not over the top action or anything it's no mission impossible but it, um it's it, the action that's in it is is good so i'm just gonna read the synopsis here so from academy award winning director steve mcqueen uh which is known for 12 years a slave uh and co-writer of the best-selling author uh gillian flynn who wrote uh, gone girl which is another really excellent film uh comes a blistering modern day thriller set against the backdrop of crime passion and corruption widows is the story of four women with nothing in common except uh death left behind by their dead husbands criminal activities set in a contemporary chicago amid a time of turmoil tensions build when veronica uh oscar winner Valio Davis who's excellent in this film uh Alice uh which is played by Elizabeth Debicki I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right uh Linda which is Michelle Rodriguez and Belle or Bella uh played by Cynthia Rinzo uh take their fate into their own hands and conspire to forge a future on their own terms Widows also stars Liam Neeson Colin Farrell uh, Colin Farrell is really good in this film. Uh, he he does a really bad uh, kind of like Boston <laughs> Boston accent, whatever. But uh, it's he's really good in it. Robert Duvall, who uh, on the screen you love to hate him, uh, and I'm not even gonna name the other ones because I don't remember who they are in the film. So, anyways, um, 
the four girls who uh, basically play the widows were great. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, for what it's worth, to me, she kind of essentially plays the same role in everything she does. Um, except in the Fast and Furious movies where she's like a badass. But she always kind of like kind of plays like this the same role in everything she does. So uh, aside from her, I thought the other three girls did a great job. Um, <sighs> what was I going to say? So, sorry, mind blank. So um, this film is... Um, <sighs> without ruining it because okay so it's got a twist ending and that being said i i'm not going to spoil it it's worth the admission sit down give it a shot um it's it's a really good film so uh ron tomatoes gave it a 90 percent uh which i'm up there with it i would give this a solid nine out of ten um definitely i i think this should uh probably get some kind of oscar nod whether it's a best actress uh for uh viola davis or at least cinematography because i thought it looked really well as it looked really good as well so um highly recommend it uh it's playing not in every theater but it is out there uh it's in i don't want to say select theaters because it's it's a little bit more than select theaters but uh i would definitely recommend this film so nine out of ten bacon strips for me on that one okay so i'm gonna move on to my last film here which is green book now this film is uh it won uh the picture uh the best picture for uh tiff uh it was the it was the people's choice for tiff and going into it i understand why so i'm just going to read the synopsis real quick here uh when tony lip um mortison uh vigo mortison uh, a bouncer from an italian american neighborhood in the bronx is hired to drive dr uh, Don Shirley, which is played by Mahersha, I always pronounce his name, uh, Mahershal, Mahersha Ali, uh, a world-class black pianist on a concert tour from Manhattan to the Deep South. They must rely on the Green Book to guide them few, uh, to the few establishments that were then safe for American, African, African Americans. Confronted with racism, danger, as well as unexpected humanity and humor, they are forced to set aside their differences to survive and thrive on the journey of a lifetime. So right off the bat, uh, when this movie starts, they kind of it kind of follows uh, Vigo, and they right off the bat they set up that he's he's basically he's a racist. He doesn't like blacks. He's your typical Bronx uh, Italian from like the. Um, I want to say it was, it took place in the fifties, if I remember correctly. So, um, very stereotypical Bronx Italian and he's a racist. Uh, they set that off. They set that up right, right off the bat. So of course, um, he becomes out of work and then he gets this job, um, through word of mouth, uh, which is to escort this guy, um, Dr. Don Shirley, uh, to this the old racist ass South. So, um, essentially, uh, 
he, Dr. Don Shirley, um, Herschel Ali, um, he plays like this very educated uh, pianist. And uh, his role in this film was, uh, was fantastic. So uh, basically it's, it's set in the backdrop, the backdrop of uh, racist America. So uh, where they had uh, segregated toilets and they had segregated, you know, drinking fountains and you know what I mean? So uh, the, and the time period where this movie takes place, it's really only in the South. The rest of America has basically abolished uh, 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 segregatism. So, it's really the deep south that still followed this code. So, of course, when he goes on this uh, in this trip, um, there's like restaurants where he plays in, and they don't let him eat in that restaurant. So he has to eat, you know, in the designated colored eating uh, area. So, the reason why this movie is called Green Book is the um, record. The record producer gives um, Viggo Morgensen this this book, essentially called the Green Book, which lists everywhere where a colored person could either eat or sleep. So it's a colored friendly, um, uh, basically roadmap. So Viggo, being the white being a white guy, he can stay in any hotel he wants. But of course, um, Herschel Ali has to sleep in like these ghetto ass uh, hotels, even though he's probably more educated and probably more dignified than the people running these <laughs> these white hotels. So um, that, like I said, I I really enjoyed this film. Uh, I don't on Rotten Tomatoes. The, uh, they gave it an 82%, which I think is good, but I think it deserves a higher rating than that. Uh, This is is a film that I probably would have gave it a 9 out of 10. I really enjoy this film. It's got a nice mix of drama and humor. Uh, Apparently, it got nominated for uh, Best Musical in the Golden Globes, which doesn't really make sense. Because even though he plays a pianist, he's not singing. So I guess it makes point. I guess it makes sense because he's a pianist and he has a band. But it's not like he's singing in the film or anyone's. You know what I mean? So it kind of didn't make sense in that tip. But anyways, uh, they also nominated uh, Black Panther for a best drama, which I don't see either because to me it was not dramatic at all. Um, it had dramatic moments, but this film was definitely more dramatic than uh, a Black Panther, let's say. So anyways, uh, like I said, uh, I would give this film uh, a solid nine out of uh, 10 bacon strips. I, I really, I really enjoy this film. Uh, it was the perfect mix of, um, of comedy and, and um, um, uh, drama. Sorry, I, I mind blank for a second there. But yeah, you know, it's it's really well done, uh very well shot. Um the racial tension throughout this film is fantastic. Um 
And when I say it's fantastic, I mean like the way it was portrayed. Uh, it was very realistic. I'm not saying I'm supporting <laughs> racism or anything, but um, but no, the way it was done, it was really well done. And um, yeah, uh, I laughed quite a lot throughout this film. Uh, I felt like it was almost um, more of a comedy than a drama. Um, but it, it it was dramatic. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it's it had definitely had its most a lot more lighthearted moments than dark moments. So highly recommend this. Uh, it's, it's still playing out there in theaters. Uh, if you can get out there, uh, highly, highly recommend it. I, I would support it. I can see this film taking home. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely going to get nominated for best picture. Uh, I think it has a chance to win it. That's, that's my personal opinion. Um, I'm willing to take that to the bank. Actually, I, I think this will take best picture of the year. That being said, I haven't seen uh, some of the other nods yet because I'm sure Mule will get a get a nod. That movie looks really good. That's a new Clint Eastwood film. Uh, there's a couple other films that have yet to come out, which I'm sure will be nominated. Um, typical me, I'm sure I'll watch these films before uh, they they um, before the Oscars happen. And then I'll give my uh, my Oscar prediction when they finally do come out. <laughs> How's that? So, um, so this week uh, coming up this month, it's we're in the month of December right now. So, um, Spider Man's on the verge. I'm going to be watching that. The new Aquaman's um, Aquaman film is coming out. I will be watching that. And um, there was another one which I'm definitely going to watch, and I'm drawing a blank on what it is. I will. I'll probably end up watching Mary Poppins. Um, but there was something else and I'm drawing a blank and it's going to bother me because as soon as I hit stop, I will remember it. <laughs> but anyways, that's it for me today. Um, give us a follow on uh, Facebook. Uh, feel free to comment. Uh, let me know how you feel about these films. Let me know if uh, you agree with me, disagree with me. Uh, you can reach out to me on uh, Canadian the Canadian Bacon Podcast, po- uh, the Canadian Bacon Podcast at Outlook dot com uh, for emails uh, on Facebook at the Canadian Bacon Podcast and on Instagram at the uh, I believe it's the same the Canadian Bacon Podcast. Thank you for listening and have a great day. <laughs>